Hi, Debbie Bleacher here, Operations Manager of Talkin' Birds. Ray was interviewed on August 16th by Chris Batola, host of the show ACC Today on Sirius XM's Atlantic Coast Conference Sports Channel. They talked about conference teams that have birds for mascots, such as the University of Miami, Boston College, and Virginia Tech. Chris kindly sent us a recording of the interview so we could share it with you. We hope you enjoy it. I went everybody's head about the bird. Right, it's great to have you back with us. Uh, we are very excited about this as we close in on football season. We figured, why not educate the audience, which we're doing every, every morning from 8 to 11 anyway. Why don't we uh, educate the audience on uh, some of the mascots in the Atlantic Coast Conference? Uh, and the Atlantic Coast Conference has four bird mascots. Uh, you've got Baldwin the Eagle uh, at Boston College. You've got Sebastian the Ibis down at Miami. Uh, you've got Louie, the Cardinal Bird for the Louisville Cardinals, and you've got Hokie Bird, uh, which is, in fact, I believe a turkey, but we've got an expert on to help us break all this down. Ray Brown uh, is a radio vet. His expertise is in birds. Uh, you can hear him on uh, MB- NPR's Weekend Edition, uh, host a, uh, a, a show in, in, uh, in Boston. Uh, he's been on PBS, and he's got a podcast called Talking Birds. Uh, it's a radio show and podcast about birds, in conservation. Ray, kind enough to join us. Ray, appreciate you doing this. Uh, we are very excited to talk to you. Well, uh, me too. Thank you, Chris. Good morning. Hey, by the way, Good morning. Was, was, that I... the trash, was that the trash men version of a uh, surfing bird? <laughs> it sure was for you. <laughs> for you. Thank you. <laughs> we are on theme, if, if nothing else, Ray. Um, let me start here with your background. I mean, why birds? Like, how, how did you get into your study of birds and, and your discussion uh, in the media about birds? Well, I got interested in birds uh, when I lived on Cape Cod a number of years ago. A friend gave me a copy of a bird field guide, and I was just kind of blown away by the incredible variety of birds that can be seen. I didn't really know anything about Birds. I was, you know, I was interested in nature, but not particularly birds. And um, I was doing a weekend talk show, Chris, in Boston, and one day introduced the topic of birds, and we got bombarded with phone calls about it. And I thought, hmm, someday I'll try to make a radio show about this, and that's what I did. Well, there you are. Now we're uh, we're appropriating at least for a segment uh, your discussion on birds. I want to start. You mentioned your time in Boston, and I want to start with Baldwin the Eagle up at Boston College. Yeah. Um, is there a backstory there? I mean, how does BC uh, arrive at Baldwin the Eagle? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure how they chose that particular mascot, but I, I do know about wh- why they call it Baldwin, and it, it might be obvious: bald for bald eagle. And win, which is also obvious, and they put those two together and made right. it Baldwin, the eagle. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, so <laughs> as far as the eagle goes, and we're talking about um, an ibis here, we're talking about a cardinal, and then we're talking about presumably a turkey, which which we will get yeah. to. You could correct me on that if I am off. But, I mean, when we're talking about a performance bird, is the eagle between the four of those birds what you would consider the mo- the best performance bird? I guess you would. Certainly the most uh, powerful and dynamic bird. But um, some people are a little bit down on the bald eagle because it's kind of more of a scavenger than a hunter. You know, Benjamin Franklin famously 
uh, said it shouldn't have been our national symbol. He said it was a bird of bad moral character, if you can assign that to, to a bird. And uh, he, he never put it forth officially, but he thought the wild turkey, speaking mm-hmm. of Hokies, should be our national bird. Why did he feel that way? Well, as I say, the bird is kind of a, a scavenger, and um, uh, Franklin described it as too lazy to fish for himself because he steals food from other birds, for example. So um, he, he thought it was just, uh, you know, a rank coward. That's that's the other phrase he used to describe it. <laughs> so, so is the hokey, in fact, a turkey? It is. It is a turkey. And... Um, the background of that is a little bit shrouded in mystery, but the, the team used to be called the Gobblers, which obviously is a turkey as well. And apparently when they changed the name to Virginia Tech, they wanted a new mascot and a new cheer. And somebody came up with, for reasons unknown at these days, uh, the cheer, hokey, hokey, hokey. And uh, somehow that, that caught on and uh, that became the cheer and, uh, and the mascot. But a turkey is probably a good good mascot because they're certainly very aggressive. If nothing else. Are they really? They are. I mean, you know, here here in the Boston area, well, this is true of the whole East Coast. It's to some extent they did a reintroduction of wild turkeys a few decades ago that really caught on. So they're everywhere. We see them in downtown Boston, walking down the street, and they will attack people. Um, and, and it's you know the the, the uh, Advice is always given to people if they see a turkey in their yard not to feed it because they decide you feed me once, you better keep feeding me or you're in trouble. And they uh, they can be dangerous, especially for children. I love, I love it. I love it. The turkey. Uh, Ray Brown joining us here, bird expert, host of Talking Birds. Uh, we are talking the four bird mascots in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, let's go to Sebastian the Ibis here. Um, what can you? T- what is an Ibis? Uh, how would you describe the Ibis? And as a mascot, uh, what do you make of the Ibis? So it's a tall wading bird, a white bird, quite a striking-looking bird with a with a long, down-curving bill. And breeding season, its face turns a bright scarlet color. It's a pretty spectacular looking bird but it has developed a reputation maybe partly true for being the first bird to de- detect an approaching an approaching hurricane so and the last to take shelter before a hur- hurricane hits and then it's said to be the first to reappear after the storm moves away so it's considered to be brave and smart so you know good attributes for a team mascot no kidding no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Louis the Cardinal, uh, Louisville, Louisville Cardinals uh, mascot, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what do you got on Cardinals? Well, you know, uh, those of us who are birders or bird watchers uh, think they should say it's Louis the Northern Cardinal. But that would sound kind of clunky, I guess. But that's the actual right. species because there are other kinds of cardinals. There's one out west they call the Desert Cardinal. Very similar, although the, the actual name is Pyroloxia. So now you know why they call it the desert cardinal instead. But um, <laughs> yeah. the, the cardinal, the northern cardinal, is it's kind of like it's too popular almost. So it's not only Louisville cardinal mascot, it's also Kentucky's state bird. And it's the state bird of Illinois, Indiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Virginia, and West Virginia. 
So it's kind of overused. And, of course, it's in the NFL and in Major League Baseball uh, right. as well. Very, very popular bird. It really is. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, are, are these, in, in terms of predominance, are, are these birds specific to their their mascot areas? You know, like, so the eagle to, to obviously Boston, uh, the, an ibis to South Florida, a cardinal. I mean, you get the point. Uh, yeah. Which of these is the most populous, and are they indigenous to those respective areas? Well, uh, I think no doubt the cardinal is the most common, and it's almost over the entire country. It's interesting because that used to be a southern bird, but it's expanded its range northward. So it's all the way up into northern New England, even parts of, of uh, Canada. So it's, uh, it's everywhere. The, you know, the ibis is pretty much a southern bird, Florida, Gulf Coast. Although I, I, I might add there was one spotted here in eastern Massachusetts yesterday, which is quite unusual. There's maybe been half a dozen sightings here in the last 10 years or so. Or so, so uh, you know, so those are the ranges for that. And bald eagles, um, you know, since DDT was eliminated some years ago, bald eagles made a tremendous comeback. So there are many, many more bald eagles now than there were, you know, 20-some years ago. And I, I mentioned about the wild turkeys. They've made a big comeback. Which bird... I mean, I don't imagine the eagles spend much time on the ground, but I was going to say, which bird is, is would you consider the fastest or the best athlete of the four? Hmm, the best athlete. Yeah, I, I guess I would have to say the eagle. Um, it can dive at pretty fast speeds, can fly at uh, high altitudes, and uh, certainly very, very powerful, and it can take down a turkey, for example. Um, if, if forced to do so, it being a lazy kind of a bird. So, yeah, I would have to say the uh, the eagle would be the one. It would be the top of the pecking order, certainly, among these four birds. They would win if presumably we had a fight, a, a battle royale between the eagle, the ibis, the cardinal, and, and, a, and a turkey. You're telling me that the, the, the eagle would probably win in that fight? I think it's pretty sure that the eagle would win. The turkey would give it a good fight, but uh, would, wouldn't uh, wouldn't prevail, I don't think. And and the ibis is a pretty gentle bird, and the cardinal, of course, is a very small songbird. So it would be better for it to just hide out somewhere. I think if a fight started. Who lives the longest? Um, you know, probably the turkey. I'm not certain about that. You know, bigger birds tend to live a lot longer than smaller birds. It's kind of a you, you can see a pattern as you go up from a very small bird to a large bird. So bigger birds tend to live longer. I would, I would guess it's the uh, it's the um, turkey, the wild turkey, and uh, the eagle might might come in after that. The cardinal kind of bringing up the rear, I think. Some you, song, you you know, songbirds like cardinals they only live for two or three years generally. It's kind of surprising that they have a pretty short lifespan. Really. What, so what, and then what would be the lifespan of an eagle? An eagle would be, would be several years. I, I can't say how, how many it is, and, and I think the turkey would be, would be maybe something like eight or ten years, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there are exceptions to this. Every once in a while you'll hear about a bird that's, you know, 25 years old in the wild. It's really, really unusual, but it happens uh, once in a while. But, you know, and most birds... A very large percentage of birds don't survive their first year. They have so many uh, 
threats against them. That if they survive the first year, then they've got a chance to live at least a couple or three years. Yeah. Is the male the, the, the more dominant of the genders with each of these birds? Or, I mean, sometimes with species, the, the female is the more... Like, how do the genders break down with these, with these birds? Yeah, I think for these four birds, uh, that would, the normal thing would, 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 would be the case with the, with the males being uh, dominant. The cardinal, for example, the male looks very different from the female. The cardinal is that classic bright red, and the female is a kind of a orangey-brown, so uh, much less uh, striking. Somewhat true with the ibis as well, especially in, the, in breeding plumage, although they do get, both get that kind of red face in, uh, in breeding plumage. And I think with the bald eagles, um, the male, I, I think the female might be a little bit larger. That's true in many raptors. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that's the case. And then the wild turkey, the male is, is uh, very spectacular uh, compared to the female with the snood thing that they have and their, um, their displays that, that, that they do. So they're, they're certainly dominant over the females, too. Ray Brown, bird expert, as we break down the bird mascots here in the Atlantic Coast Conference, kind enough to join us on ACC today. Which is of, of the four, the eagle, the, the ibis, the cardinal, and the turkey, which is the smartest, Ray? Um, the smartest, I'm, I would have to say probably the, the turkey. They, they, are, they, are considered to be, they are considered to be pretty smart. Songbirds, not generally very smart like the like a cardinal, same thing with uh, an ibis. Those wading birds not considered all that intelligence and e- intelligent. You know, an eagle very, very specialized generally as a hunter. But turkeys are, um, are pretty, pretty wary birds. Ask anybody who tries to hunt them, and they'll tell you how hard it is. They are. They're pretty smart. Are any of these birds trainable? Um. Well, sure. yeah, they are. I mean, you know, there, there's a thing called falconry where people train um, various kinds of raptors to uh, hunt for them. And that's, of course, been going on for centuries. So they certainly are trainable. And generally speaking, birds are trainable. So a bird like the ibis might be the not, not, very, tra- not very trainable. But, you know, there are crows that uh, are, are not only trainable but can do all kinds of amazing things with tools for example there's a there's one called the new caledonian crow that actually makes its own tools it sort of custom makes them out of uh, twigs um so they're very very in, intelligent and they can you know as i say they can be trained to do all kinds of things yeah you know we were taught at a young age that that birds fly south for the winter uh is that true of these respective birds that we're talking about um Really, not so much, except partly the uh, the eagle. Um, cardinals don't migrate really at all. Some, you know, a lot of birds shift a little bit in the winter time, but not really migrate. Um, ibises are pretty much ibises do migrate, but they they migrate, you know, from places like Florida down into the Caribbean, northern South America. Uh, turkeys generally non-migratory. So there's uh, more than half of bird species that do migrate. Some of them f- migrate for thousands of miles. They're, they'll go from way up in Canada, for example, down to northern South America. So, there, uh, you know, migration is an un- unbelievable uh, feat 
for for a lot of birds, but they don't all migrate. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I saw uh, Louis the Cardinal. Uh, he he dunked the mascot dunked at the ACC tournament. Um, <laughs> any of these birds able to handle a basketball? Uh, is there any truth to to Louis dunking? Uh, I, I think I'm going to be a little skeptical about that. Um, <laughs> you are an expert. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just put me down as skeptical. Yeah, I, I, well, you, it's done. You're down for that. Uh, I do want to ask, um, if somebody were to, to say, I want to get into bird watching. Mm-hmm. First of all, where are your favorite places to bird watch? Let me, let me ask you that. Well, uh, around here, I'm in Boston, so uh, there's a place called Plum Island, which is about 20 miles north of here, which is a a kind of a legendary bird-watching place, Newburyport, uh, Massachusetts area. There are places right here in the city that, you know, cemeteries, as odd as that might seem, are often great places for bird-watching because uh, some of them have a, a great variety of trees and flowers and so forth. And they become what they call migrant traps. So when birds are flying in migration, they'll be flying, heading north of here from way down south. And they're flying over, you know, the concrete jungle here. And they see a place like this cemetery with all this green. And they'll drop down in there and they'll rest and they'll feed, sometimes nesting there. So um, you can see an amazing variety of birds, especially in the spring and fall as they're, as they're traveling on migration. Then, of course, Cape Cod, you know, has many, many wonderful uh, uh, birding areas. You've got the ocean, you've got the bay, you've got woods, you've got all kinds of different uh, environments there. So in this area, those are kind of the highlight places, I think. Do you have a favorite bird? You know, I, I this is this will probably sound funny, but if I had to pick one bird, which, you know, I you hate to pick this, there are, uh, in, in just in North America, uh, more than 900 species of birds. And around the world, it's something like 11,000. So how do you pick one? But I, if I had to pick one, this may sound funny, but it would be the black-capped chickadee, which is the state bird of Massachusetts. Tiny yeah. little songbird, with a, but a feisty little bird. You'll see them in the wintertime, and other birds are kind of hiding out, and the chickadee is out there at the feeder, and they tend to lead the other birds to food, and they're just... They're just adventuresome. They would make a good mascot for somebody. I don't know if they are one or not. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson domesticating pigeons. Uh, I mean, this is something the pigeons really take to domestication, or is that, uh, or, or, or is Mike just have a real good touch? <laughs> well, they really do. Pigeons are so interesting because they've been associated with, with humans for hundreds and hundreds of years in all kinds of different ways. And it's interesting, Chris, that you mentioned that because just in our show, um, what's today, Tuesday, on Sunday, we, uh, we had a guest on who just wrote a book called The Pocket Guide to Pigeon Watching. And she, she talks <laughs> all about um, the different kinds of pigeons and the way that pigeons are kind of underappreciated in, in, in many ways. And, uh, you know, pigeons have served in wartime as messengers They've even given medals to uh, pigeons who have taken messages for the Allies in World War II, and they've served in, in other, other wars as well. So they're, they're certainly very trainable. And I don't know if Mike Tyson maybe had uh, homing pigeons. But they're really interesting because you can, you can drop them 
practically anywhere, and they will find their way home. So if you want them to de- deliver something, uh, they can they can do it. But if you want them to go in the other direction, it won't work. <laughs> it yeah. only has to be going home. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, I always go back to Seinfeld on the pigeons. You know, we have a deal with the birds. They stay out of the way of our cars, and we look the other way on the statue defecation. <laughs> so that's a little trade-off of, um, there. Yeah, it's a trade-off. By the way, uh, there is an elementary school in Brunswick with the chickadee as a mascot, but it, uh, it does mm. seem to still be available if there are any colleges out there that want to get in the game. Um, Brunswick and yeah. Maine, by the way. Well, you know, the funny thing about Maine is they kind of technically don't have a state bird because they say their state bird is the chickadee, but there's no actual species chickadee. There's the black-capped chickadee, and there's the boreal chickadee, and there's the Carolina chickadee and other chickadees, but there's no such bird as just chickadee. So I have a friend up there with Maine Audubon who's trying to get the state legislature to declare if this bird is a black-capped chickadee or a boreal chickadee or what, but so far they don't seem to be interested in them. Clarify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Ray. Uh, you're fantastic. Again, uh, you, you can his website is talkingbirds.com, uh, and he's got a podcast. And again, he's got a, a radio show in Boston. You hear him on NPR. You hear him all over the place. Ray, Ray, uh, Ray Brown. Ray, it's great to talk to you, man. Thanks so much for uh, humoring us and, and giving us some really good information, brother. Uh, my pleasure, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. All right, there you go. That's Ray Brown. Good stuff. Guy Skaggs hunting down Ray. Uh, and I'm telling you, folks, we're going through it. We're, we're going to do. Uh, we're going to learn about the Seminole, the Seminole tribe. Uh, we are. We are going down the line. We're going to explain exactly what a blue devil is, uh, demon deacon. Uh, we got a long way to go, folks, on our study of the mascots in this league. Uh, but this is what we do. This is the service we provide. We are educating the ACC footprint. Yeah, we got. You know, dove deep on those four birds today. I, right. To me, out of this. It feels like the hokey bird is the winner, right? A lot of an upset almost. I would, was not coming in expecting all the accolades to be laid at the um, uh, beak, uh, with the claws of the turkey, but right. the hokey bird. But here we are. So that was uh, enlightening. Dude, I, I, and I'm also feeling a little bit of loathing about the eagle. Like, should this have been chosen as our national mascot? The scavenger? Uh, really? Not a lot of pride there with the eagle. Yeah, he called him uh, just uh, like a bad bird. That's a bad right. bird, A man. bad bird. He did. <laughs> he basically called him a bad bird. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, we still have right, another 40 there. minutes of radio? Really? After that? <laughs> we got to come do more stuff? Ridiculous. I know. Uh, the Ibis seems like a real majestic uh, and can detect hurricanes. That was an interesting fact about the Ibis. Can detect hurricanes. Right. Brave, waiting the last one in when the storm's coming, as opposed to that coward, the eagle. Yeah, yeah, the eagle did not do well. The eagle did not fare well in that interview. I, I will. There's no doubt. Uh, the cardinal was just kind of a yeah. It's ubiquitous. There's many mascots. The cardinal, it's the smallest, eats the least. Yeah. The turkey was a sneaky. That was a sneaky contender in that in that discussion of the four mascots. Sneaky contender. All right, that was fun. I enjoyed that, even if nobody else did. 
Well, it seems like Skaggs enjoyed it, though. And Dedo definitely did. Dedo was taking notes in the back. Taking notes. Team Turkey. <laughs> Team Turkey all day. Give me that. And you know what? I think maybe sometimes the um, real concern here, I think Ray enjoyed it as well. Because you never know. Hey, man, uh, you're a bird expert. You take birds real seriously. Come on and have some fun with us. Uh, talking about bird mascots. Hey, can the Louisville Cardinal dribble a basketball? Handled it very well. So I think everyone had a good time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. As soon as they let him go, he was asking me, where can I find this? Where can I listen back? I loved it. So he was ready to go. I love Ray Brown. And I love turkeys. Yeah, well, we know we have our bird expert now. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to go down the whole thing. We uh, All the mascots in the league. Skaggs is... <laughs> Skaggs is efforting. Great work so far in, uh, in interview number one with our mascot expert. That was Chris Spatola talking with Ray on the show ACC Today on Sirius XM's Atlantic Coast Conference Sports Channel. See you later.